Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yeah, sure you betcha. <laughs> and maybe some Gaelic, 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 and, Gaelic and, may, and maybe some Scottish Gaelic because I'm in a manic phase. I'm Kenyan. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lucy, also in a manic phase. <laughs> I'm Amanda. Just here experiencing all of this alongside you. (laughs) Regular depressive phase. Yeah. Yeah. Just baseline average depression. I basically got my sad lamp and the weather turned to spring in the same week. It's like too much. Yeah. So my body is just like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) This stuff is great. (laughs) <laughs> wow. What was that meme you sent that was like people who deny seasonal affective disorder, but then like yeah. spring rolls around or it gets above 50 and you feel like you've just popped a bunch of Molly? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly <laughs> how I've been feeling for a week. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, well, on that note, let's. I know my case is going to bring us the fuck down. So, so let's all pop some Molly right now. Let's well, what are we talking about today? First, oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> we have a very special fan pick this week brought to you by Miss Alexandria. Mm. Hello. And Miss Alexandria has selected the topic of Facebook confessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So killers. going to be a juicy or one. criminals who used Facebook to confess to their crimes. Mm-hmm. And my case is dark. It always is. Fuck else. How do you say what the fuck else is new in garlic in bread? Garlic. I'm only on day three of Duolingo, so we haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Dead language lingo. Mm-hmm. I Dead could say, language oh. lingo. I could say I am bad. Ooh. Ooh. Hamidona. Mm. Hamidona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Hamidona. I'm a bad daddy. Yeah, how do you say you're, you've been bad? I can say you are bad. Okay. Ha, who, or sorry, ha, u, dunna. Ha, u, dunna. Ha, u, ho, dunna. Okay, well, get back to me when you can garlic bread my daddy kink. How about that? My kink is garlic bread, if I'm being honest. We had garlic bread for dinner last night. I'm texting Bill. (sighs) I mean, like, among other things, but yeah. We also had. Oh, okay. I thought (laughs) it was not the whole entree. We should make garlic bread. (laughs) You texting Bill? Yes, and when I say things like "we should," he knows exactly. Yeah. Did you put "we" in quotes? (laughs) No, he knows. The quotes are implied. Just go passive and say "garlic bread should be made." (laughs) Doesn't. Garlic, garlic bread, bread sound good? Sound sounds so good. <laughs> just text him a string of all of these things. He's amazing. He just goes, okay. Oh, God, that's awesome. <laughs> While he's in the other room, like, making promotional videos for our wine. <laughs> I love him. 
I love them too. Doesn't garlic bread sound so good? It always does, he said. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome is so real, y'all. I'm scared. Oh, he says, unlike its asshole cousin banana bread. Oh, How rude. Yes. Polarizing I, thought. I love Bill. I am so there with him on the banana I bread. I love banana train. bread. I'll I'll eat it, but most of it gets tossed in the trash, and I only make it out of guilt because I've let a bunch of bananas go black. I like it, but it, to eat it the next day or in the following days, I have to microwave it and slather it in butter. I only With like butter. it warm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will but eat anyway, chocolate chips in my Pretty much every other type of bread before banana bread. Oh, I love every kind I of bread. I don't like bread. There, I said it. Okay, well, I that's... like chips. Nuts. Does that count? Is that bread? All right, let's move on. Facebook. Before gets- this friendship ends, <laughs> yeah. can we please move on? That was really Jesus. scary. Yeah, I did not like that. Yeah. You're both giving me really mean looks. I feel I'm targeted. disgusted. Not angry, I'm disgusted. I just want to make that clear. I was trying to think of how to say she doesn't like bread and garlic, which I can say, but let's move on. Okay. Let's okay. move on. <laughs> so, Amanda... <laughs> What is our wine crime pairing? You're my friend. You have to be my friend. Lucky for Lucy, it's bread. We're just eating bread. Dry. You have to be my friend. You have to be my friend. No, I, you know, I was thinking about. You signed a contract. You signed a contract. You can't go anywhere. I own you. You have to be my friend. Um. I was thinking about all of the dumb things I've done on social media and how mm. basically all of those things have been fueled by liquor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your AMA on Twitter. Yeah, that was good though. But I was hammered. <laughs> things like that. The 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 mac and cheese video. Oh, very that was drunk. so good. My favorite video. <laughs> when at the very end of a scene when you drop and the I box. I drop the box, but it cuts. It's, it cuts off so fast. Like the last <laughs> millisecond is you just <laughs> smiling it's like, nicely. I and did it. And then I just did pull. it. <laughs> Cut. That was a good moment. Basically, anytime I've been like <laughs> drunk stalking an ex and then you like accidentally like something mm-hmm. and then your entire world explodes mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what better pairing to go with that hurricane of feelings than a hurricane oh yeah lucky i love hurricanes <laughs> nice and while i did have rum and a, and a hurricane mix on hand i'm gonna share a really easy but delicious recipe of things that you can just buy at the store like you don't have to freshly squeeze any of this shit you can mm-hmm. get the pre the pre you know mm-hmm. squeezed the purees, whatever. But this is... Work smarter, not harder. Harder. Exactly. And you can also (laughs) just get a mix, which there are a lot of really good mixes out there. But if anyone's interested in actually getting, like, the materials to make their own hurricane, Mm -hmm. here is a great recipe. I also recommend nabbing your own specific hurricane glass from the Rainforest Cafe. (laughs) America's favorite cafe. Maybe invite Lucy next time. Yeah. (laughs) So you're going to want two ounces of light rum and two ounces of dark rum. And, you know, if you doubled that, I'd be fine with it like I did. You're going to want an ounce of lime juice, freshly squeezed, an ounce of orange juice, freshly squeezed. So even just like simply orange, that stuff is so good. 
a half ounce of passion fruit puree. So we're going to get that really nice kind of bright orange coloring, red, oh, orange. It's passion fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, on this recipe, I think you can mix it up, oh. but the passion fruit, pur- passion fruit puree <laughs> is some good shit. <laughs> How much have you had? I've had two passion sips. Passion fruit puree. I've had like two sips, but I like quadrupled the rum. So there's that. <laughs> Saturday. A half ounce of simple syrup, which is literally sugar water. You can make it yourself. Mm -hmm. They have really easy simple syrup recipes. You could also skip that step because it's just if you want a slightly less sweet Mm -hmm. hurricane, you can just leave that out. Mm -hmm. That's typically what I do. And if you're really lazy, you can buy pre-made simple syrups, which I have totally done. Yeah. Yeah. It is literally just sugar. Yeah. It's the easiest thing to make in the world. And I still bought it. Oh, why, why bother? I bought it before, And then too. you're going to want one bar spoon of grenadine, which is like basically a tablespoon. You garnish it with an orange wheel, which I didn't have, so suck on that. <laughs> um, and like one of those little maraschino kind of like oh. preserved cherries. Yeah. And you are set, or you can just get your hurricane glass, put some ice in there, fill the rum for the entire bottom globe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Add your fresh, you know, add your orange juice. Juices. And I I use lemon, not lime, because I didn't have any limes on hand. And then <laughs> top it off with your uh, hurricane mix. I love how you gave a recipe and then you didn't follow no. 60% of that recipe. I, that, that's what I said. I used, I used a mix. I made this clear. <laughs> I used a mix. But if you want to do it without a mix, yeah. this is how you're going to do it. I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't grocery shop for this no, or for she anything. Say, oh, yeah. I just said the woman who texted her partner to make garlic bread, knowing <laughs> full well I am not going to participate with any part of it except the eating part. We should. That's how I make a cocktail. Eat garlic bread tonight. We should make garlic bread. <laughs> Fill in the blanks. Anyway, what are you two drinking? <laughs> I am not drinking as we record because as soon as we're finished recording, Tonight is the first night of Passover, and so mm. I will be drinking a shit ton of red wine as part of our Passover Seder with only me and Zach this year, but Aww. a lot of wine is involved. So I, I am waiting. Is that a special Passover. kind of wine? I mean, Manischewitz? I mean, you can drink Manischewitz, but Manischewitz is disgusting, so we just drink red wine. We're not like actually, we don't actually keep like strict kosher for Passover. Mm-hmm. You're not like... Jewish. <laughs> I am not correct. I am not. Zach, Zach keeps pretty kosher for Passover, but not mm-hmm. like, not so strict as to drink fucking Manischewitz because it's. Disgusting. I think I've had Manischewitz before. It's like a. It's like a watered down port. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, sweet. It's like both sweet and like, no, oh, it's not great. It's not great. No, yeah. we just I've drink had it, but regular only red at, wine. Only red at wine. Passover, like at. Passover Seder dinners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are some other kosher for Passover alcohols. You can drink tequila. Mm-hmm. You can drink. <laughs> pota- really? Yeah. You can drink oh. potato vodka. Dang. I think that's it. All right. Yeah, I'll I take do it. I know the rules. I'm, I, <laughs> I got my staple, my white claw. Yep. All right. Okay. Thank you for your hurricane recipe. Now mm-hmm. I want a fucking hurricane. I know. Don't they sound so good? Lucy, what's our background and maybe psych for Facebook confessions? Why would somebody confess to their crimes on social media? Well, you know, 
Good question. Good question. I don't have much background here. I just, it's, it's straight psych. My entire segment is based on one article, which is based on one academic study that was published in the journal Personality and Individual Differences in October 2015. Because speaking of working harder or working smarter, not harder, all of the articles that I found, I wanted to talk about like why certain types of people post certain types of things on Facebook Mm -hmm. or just like post on Facebook at all. Mm -hmm. Every article that I found was essentially the same information. So it might appear that I didn't do any real research, (laughs) but I'm just not going to repeat myself 10 times. So this is all from one article. So basically, what do your Facebook status updates say about your personality? Mm. And unfortunately, they did not have a category for posts like, I just murdered my girlfriend's mom, LOL. Oh, God. Dang it. Oh, no. I know. Well, we will talk about those cases. So. Mm. I was confident that we would, <laughs> but still found some pretty interesting things. So this is, like I said, that article from psychologistworld.com. A 2015 study has found that Facebook users with different levels of the so-called big five personality factors, such as Water buffalo, lion. Oh. Are those the Africa things? Those are the African big five. That was a bad joke. Niche joke. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Niche joke. Hashtag niche joke. Bug facts. Hashtag bug facts. How's your Scottish Gaelic going? Hashtag Gaelic. I'm gonna go bread. study it while you talk. You're a sucker she for She printed it things. out. You she printed, printed it out. It. I have. Are there map quest directions in there too to Scotland? <laughs> Zach does make fun of me because I still print out Google Map directions when we go on trips, and I still use my phone app, but I need to have the paper as well, just in case. I was joking, and so was Amanda. I know. I'm telling you. You what? are your mother. You're your mother. You make a fucking binder for everything. Where's your Gallic binder? <laughs> I'm working on it. It's, it's being built. <laughs> it's currently, we just saw two pages of it. <laughs> Whoo, that's good stuff. And you say I'm predictable. Uh, I almost We're offered. All predictable. I almost offered to take a group photo earlier today, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't because I had your voices in my brain. <laughs> and it's still gnawing at you that you didn't do well, it. It's also because it was one dad taking a picture of like three little girls at, at Lachelle's at the restaurant. Mm. I was like, oh, did you want to be in the. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Not I want to like approach children. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Okay. The big five personality factors for those who were confused such as openness and extroversion, are likely to use Facebook to pursue different goals. The study, conducted by Brunel University and involving 555 participants, so not a super small pool. No, that's a good size study. Mm -hmm. Found that personality traits can predict the subject of status updates and even the number of likes and comments that people with varying personality types will typically receive in response to their social media posts. Okay, I'm ready. I made a perks up. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. <laughs> oh, trust me. I have you in a definite category. <laughs> Don't Can't worry. Wait. I've got you pegged. Yep. <laughs> you pegged. <laughs> Sir. Kenyon doesn't even have Facebook anymore, so I can't even yeah. use yours. But the study measured participants' big five personality traits, which are openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, 
agreeableness and neuroticism. Other factors including self... Did you just do this when I said neuroticism? Yeah. I know which <laughs> factor I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Self-awareness. Check. <laughs> you are funny. Other factors including <laughs> self-esteem and narcissism were also evaluated. <laughs> Participants were asked to confirm their purpose, the purpose of their Facebook use and the average number of likes or comments they received in response to status updates. They were shown a list of 20 popular topics commonly written about in statuses, including my social activities, mm. something funny that happened to me, my views on politics. Oh, God. <laughs> That's why I my had to- pets. Oh, God. My neck. I know. My neck, my back, my pussy cat, and my crack. And my bat. <laughs> and my taxidermied bat. I do have a ta- I have a, well, it's a wet specimen, but yeah. I have a dry specimen taxidermied bat. I know. I'm really jealous of your dry spec. She cute. Or my ex my exercise routine. So participants <sighs> rated the frequency with which they posted statuses related to each topic on a scale from never to very often. I'm gonna go with a never on that last one mm-hmm. for myself. <laughs> yeah. Could be a lack of exercise routine. I don't really people know this about me. I talk about that more on the podcast than I do on social media. Yeah. I don't right. discuss exercise on social media. There's no point. Could anything no point. be more boring? People who like <laughs> for post me, no. their runs. Like what I don't If that works for you as a as a great motivational tool and helps you build community, great. I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. Don't expect me to be Don't in expect that my community. Likes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have some friends who like do like circusy stuff and like Ooh, the, that's the, cool. sil- the silk silks. That's yeah. cool. I'll watch like that aerial, all day. Like aerial yoga and stuff. Yeah. That looks I that's follow, cool. I follow a couple of strippers on Instagram and they're also great. They post really cool stuff. Yep. But yeah, in terms of like, oh, I did my personal best of my three mile run. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep no. it to yourself. <laughs> Just Nobody don't wants get, to know that. I just don't mm-hmm. get it. Join a group and then post it there, I guess. Right? I don't know. I mean, you do you. But I guess what I'm yeah. saying is that I personally don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. right. There it is. <laughs> so the study's authors found that topics mentioned in users' statuses were associated with a number of personality traits. Even the response to statuses that users received from friends was correlated with one particular personality trait narcissists tend tended to receive more likes and comments on their own facebook posts compared to those with lower narcissism scores they've built up that following yeah yeah people know what they expect the big five conscientiousness trait encompasses tendencies to be organized and goal-oriented in one's behavior i'm doing this for kenyan <laughs> yeah for the <laughs> i think you're highly conscientious me Yes. Yeah, I could. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll twerk to that. I'll twerk to that. People with high levels of this personality trait are hardworking and are highly motivated to succeed in their chosen field. They care about the impact their behavior has on others, enjoy working on a schedule or rotation, which yeah. you you are the main culprit in canceling recordings dates. So I think that's I will procrastinate like a motherfucker, but I usually procrastinate with other productive shit 
Fair. That makes sense. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or like a migraine. Well, but sometimes, sometimes you have a migraine. Sometimes I'm fucking That's sick. Not Take fascinating, a nap. Though. That's just being sick. Sure. <laughs> so um, we're gonna well, not come down on anyone for that. I'm not coming down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> as well as fulfilling their personal and professional responsibilities, low levels of conscientiousness typically reflect a more relaxed attitude to life, with less organization and more spontaneous behavior. The researchers initially hypothesized that conscientious Facebook users would be more likely to post statuses discussing safe subjects, so like uncontroversial topics that would be unlikely to create disagreement with friends. That's However, surprisingly, or me, the, the survey findings did not reflect this theory. Instead, results indicated a link between conscientiousness and users posting more statuses up, status updates relating to their children. The study authors suggest one possible explanation for such posting behavior, that conscientious individuals may update about their children for purposes other than communicating with their friends. Perhaps such updates reflect an indirect form of competitive parenting. Yeah, I also don't don't have kids yet, but I'm so going to do that. I do that with my dog right now. I cannot (laughs) wait to unfollow you once your kids are out. Oh my God. I'm going to be a nightmare. (laughs) Self awareness. I love that. Self awareness. (laughs) Openness is associated with an enjoyment of new and unfamiliar experiences. A person with a high openness score will often like to travel and embark on adventures. They are more open to unconventional ideas and will often have a keen interest in the arts. Okay. The study found that people with this personality trait post more status updates relating to intellectual topics. They use Facebook more as a source of information, news, ideas, and opinions, rather than as a way of connecting socially with other users. So people high in openness may write updates about current events, research, or their political views for the purpose of sharing Im- impersonal information rather than for socializing. I would say that's more how I use Facebook specifically anymore. Yeah. yeah. I was I, getting too upset about, I was getting too into political news and posting on Facebook and decided I needed to step away. And so I deleted well, and it. What actually made you leave was Facebook not recognizing like yeah. hate speech and like yeah. very fucked up practices within their communities quote-unquote and not doing anything about it exactly yeah somebody praised kyle rittenhouse Mm -hmm. who is a fucking white supremacist murderer Mm -hmm. and they praised him and then i reported it to facebook and facebook didn't take it down and Mm -hmm. fuck that if that ain't everything that's wrong with our society yeah it's such a big corporation at this point that they're pandering to so many special interests. Well, and I'm just and, like, I'm not interested anymore. And they're also like outwardly, like even when you make reports, it's like during COVID, we don't have human beings that are like reviewing this shit. Mm-hmm. So if they are not using specific tag words mm-hmm. that are going to trigger for a removal, mm-hmm. they're going to get approved mm-hmm. and they're not yeah. going to get taken down. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you literally can't have the status men are trash mm-hmm. without getting yeah. like temporarily Facebook banned. There's so many like racist and misogynistic mm-hmm. practices that are embedded in the code of the of the, the social media mm-hmm. that allow people to just skirt by making really fucked up posts without 
removal. It's very frustrating. And a lot of the posts that are just more nuanced is not really a good word to use because like you can see racism when it's in black and white in front of you. But Mm -hmm. like you were saying, if it doesn't have those particular keywords, it's not going to trigger anything. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And even when you flag it for review, if it doesn't contain those keywords and they have openly said that we're just not staffed to have people actually review these and make that call. Or they do review it, but it takes a while, which I do understand. Mm -hmm. But like, then the damage is already done because it's been out there for so long. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very frustrating. I haven't missed it like at all. I'm going to be blunt, like if I if I weren't using it, obviously, for our business and right. for sharing mutual aid, I wouldn't be on it. Yeah. I mean, I like use that's all I use it for. I use Twitter and I use Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. So it's not like I'm free of it. Completely free. No, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Everybody makes Facebook. their own choice. Mm-hmm. I use Facebook pretty much just for the videos, like the watch section. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm getting ready in the morning, you you both know that I like to watch Dr. Phil clips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just love like doing Speaking my makeup or whatever. Speaking of monsters. Yeah, being seriously. Complicit in ruining our society, Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah. He's really, the people on that show are often fascinating, though. Mm-hmm. And also 90 Day Fiance, also mm-hmm. probably complicit in the downfall of our society, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But so good. What isn't? I, what isn't? Mm-hmm. Extroversion is one of the most discussed and researched personality traits and is one of the big five factors. Not among that head, water, Amanda. Water, buffalo, lions, snakes, whatever. Yeah. Oh, she's nodding. <laughs> she's nodding. Extroverts are sociable and outgoing, often talkative and confident when meeting new people. That doesn't sound like me at all. (laughs) Oh, God. They often feel most comfortable when surrounded by others. People with a low level of this trait, a.k.a. introverts, enjoy their own company and thrive in smaller groups of close friends. (laughs) Researcher, I teeter on both, to be perfectly honest. I'm definitely like... I, my mom and I are very similar that we're both like extroverted introverts where we do prefer to recharge in our own space, mm-hmm. like either alone or with a small group, yeah. but we can both thrive in group settings as well. Mm-hmm. I can do the group settings like when we go on tour. I I love our meetups. I love our meet and greets. I love meeting new people. I can be extroverted in certain settings, but the second I'm done, I'm fucking done and I yep. I want I need to be alone. Yeah. My threshold is Far larger than either of yours. Yeah. But thre- all, you yeah. got a bigger threshold. Yeah. But we all, when we're done with those, you know, yeah. points of contact, we all go to our own hotel room. We yeah. need to have our quiet time. Yeah. Like, I think that a lot of it is much more balanced yeah. than you're either one or the other. Do you oh, remember, yeah. was it our first crime con year or second crime con year? And I was so burnt out. It was Deerndal Day. Yeah. And we were I wearing the I have a picture of you in your Deerndal on the- on Your the, dead fish eyes. On the little fairy in the, the hotel. And like, you're- There was like a gondola on like a We forced you river. onto that gondola. Uh, we in a forced hotel. you. She was and basically like, hogtied in I was the like, we'll have a photo shoot. And Kenyon's face in every photo is just glazed. She was not there. I was- so burnt out socially and so needed to just sit in the room alone. And you guys were like, come on this gondola. We're going on a gondola <laughs> in ride. In our photo shoot. We'll in photo shoot. <laughs> she was not happy about it. I'll and the photos in. are priceless. Find, find them and put them on the drive. Yes. yes. They're going on the drive. They Good. will be, they on, will the be on the blog. They're 
priceless. They're so good. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. Okay. Introverts. Researcher Tara Marshall found that people with the sociable outgoing tendencies associated with extroversion use Facebook primarily as a communication tool and tended to post more frequently about social activities in everyday life. So that's probably not Amanda, but you're definitely the extrovert among mm-hmm. us. Yeah. The survey found that participants with high levels of reported neuroticism tended to use Facebook as a means of obtaining validation. Such users may post I'm not that neurotic, but I definitely use social media, media to obtain validation. That's I mean, my that's narcissism. I think you used to do it a yeah. lot more than you do now. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People get old mm-hmm. and stop caring as much. Yeah. Or care more about actually important things like social justice and things mm-hmm. like that. Such users may post statuses on the social network as a way of receiving support from friends for their feelings and opinions when they are feeling isolated in their views. See, I'm neurotic, but not in this way no. for this. I'm a highly neurotic person. Yeah. But it tends neither to be of you, of Neither media. of your neurotic tendencies manifest in this way, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Many other ways, though. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> Uh, narcissistic users tend to show more interest in themselves compared to those around them. Shocking. There we go. They are more concerned about... <laughs> There's I'm my throw out There's my, my back. Spot. I know. Oh, for those <laughs> who can't see us right now... Get on just, Patreon. <laughs> every time I'm describing something about any one of us, we're just like bobbing our heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The videos oh, yeah. are worth it. <laughs> the videos are worth it. A buck a month. Yeah. They are more concerned about their self-presentation and worry what others may think of them. As a result, narcissists may be considered to be vain or selfish by their peers. Similarly to users with high levels of neuroticism, narcissists were found to use Facebook as a tool for obtaining validation and assurance from others. Narcissists tended to post more status updates relating to their personal achievements in life. They share details of their diets and their fitness routines more regularly than other users. Uh Uh-oh. The study found that narcissists reported receiving more likes and comments from their friends in response to their posts. And the researchers suggest that this may be due to the topics that narcissists discuss in their posts being more popular than than others, Mm. than those that others share. So Mm. if it's a really, like, low-hanging fruit, like, oh, I, you know, I have had this beautiful meal for lunch like yeah okay if it's a pretty colorful salad you like it whatever it's very easy to on social media just like as you're scrolling like something that is an obvious win from somebody else yeah you know like oh like yay for them click you don't have to think too hard about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so those are those tended to be shared more by narcissists Mm -hmm. who are likely just in it for the validation Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm The study found that self-esteem played a significant role in influencing participants' Facebook habits affecting the topics that they posted about in status updates. So people with low self-esteem were found to use Facebook as a tool for self-expression rather than for validation sought by users with higher levels of other personality traits. Okay. Of those participants who were in a relationship, users with less self-esteem posted more updates featuring their partner than those with more self-esteem. So if they're constantly posting like the like the, oh the hand on the chest like yeah. oh we're on vacation oh we're so happy oh look at my ring oh we're yeah I feel like the happier people pretend to be on social media the more miserable they yeah. are in real life 
Zach and I have like 10 photos of us together and we've been together like 12 years. Yeah. I love having photos of me and Bill, but like we usually have them just at home. Right. Like we have, we take, he got me a Polaroid camera that we'll like take on trips together. Like I like getting pictures of the two of us together, but the amount I post versus the amount I have very different (laughs) you've learned your lesson after hashtag yeah but (laughs) god thanks again for that one so (laughs) Corey and i started a fairly loose tradition of if we're somewhere like swimming or near a pool we'll take a photo together but one of us will just be face down floating like in the background (laughs) of the other one (laughs) i'll put that on the drive too that's good. <laughs> My God, we have like ten of them in different locations. I love get one Just of those <laughs> get one of those things of frames where it's like all one thing, but they're separate frames like attached uh-huh. to each other in some yes. kind of constellation, and have it be <laughs> all those. And like, I don't think you'd pick up on it right away because the background—it's always just someone floating face down in that the back. That would be amazing. We all gotta have our traditions. It's our thing. What can I say? Okay. So could this behavior be explained by simply a reluctance of people with low self-esteem to post about themselves in social media posts? The researchers cite other research on the issue, including one study which found that such people often worry more about breakups when in a relationship and publish relationship-related posts on days when they feel more insecure. Mm-hmm. I've picked up on this before. Oh, yeah. That's, like, yeah. You can tell oh, yeah. generally if someone's going through a hard time a by time. like posting yep. a cute couple's picture. Mm-hmm. And then the second they post like this empowered single woman like haircut rock climbing or like a sexy <laughs> like a yeah. you're like, oh yeah, they broke up. Yep. Totally. Totally. 85% of the time it's accurate. Yeah, it's, I know. Tra- it's trackable, folks. I, you're not fooling yeah. anybody. No. <laughs> God love you. So the authors say it is. Yep. (laughs) The authors say it is reasonable to surmise that people with low self esteem update about their partners as a way of laying claim to their relationship when it feels threatened. Mm. Obviously. Mm -hmm. So none of this really explains why people would like confess on Facebook, but I did. I've always been interested in like the psychology of different kinds of people who post either like way frequently or just like different genres mm-hmm. of posts mm-hmm. sure so i think like probably I said, mental a bunch of, health yes. plays into it too for like posting i would say an excessive amount of in particular status updates versus sure. like posting and you know excessive amount whatever that is of like political yeah. content or whatever this was also mm-hmm. from 2015 when i think status updates and like Maybe even like your wall was still a thing mm. on Facebook. Yeah. Which it is. So this is a bit outdated, but, but Facebook yeah. has certainly morphed since then. Yeah. I the think this could apply to, to like be the meat and potatoes of it. Mm. Yeah. So I think this can be applied now to comments and shares and things like that too. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. Share, 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 share. Nice. Interesting. Very interesting. There we go. That's my that's my sag. Well right. done. Yeah, that is that's some food for that. I I found it was interesting. A it horribly a... written article itself. Sure. But well, you pulled out all the good bits. Saved us from having to read it. Yeah, I basically read it too. Yeah. 
Let's, a lot of copy and pasting here. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. <laughs> it has been so easy to incorporate Caliber CBD into my routine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like stress, trouble sleeping. These are two big issues <laughs> in my life. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of our lives. And so the great thing about Caliper is that it's so easy to just like, I put it in my evening tea. Yep. And it just calms me down a little bit. It prepares me for sleep. It helps me sleep easier. It helps alleviate some of my stress. It is amazing. I love it. And it's the only clinically proven fast acting CBD option. Mm -hmm. So Caliper delivers 30 times more CBD in the first 30 minutes versus a CBD oil because this is like... A very easy, flavorless, dissolvable powder. It's amazing. It's so clever. You get all the benefits of CBD in just 10 minutes. And, you know, it's developed by food science experts. It's, they got decades of experience. It's incredible. It's rigorously tested. Yeah. What could go wrong? Nothing. Just tell us more. <laughs> and like Amanda said, Caliper CBD comes in convenient and easy to use packs. And um, I like that there's always precisely 20 milligrams in each packet, and it's mm-hmm. always THC-free, so you can have all these benefits and feel better without the high or, like, worrying mm-hmm. that you're doing something wrong, because you're not. Mm. And there's no weird taste and no oily residue, so you can mix it easily into any food or drink, like Amanda said, in your evening tea, in your morning uh, coffee, in your yogurt, so good. in your froyo that you definitely don't need but super want. Sprinkle on your ice cream that you had for breakfast because it's that kind of day. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So get 20% off your first order when you use promo code WINECRIME at trycaliper.com slash winecrime. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you a full refund, but you'll love it. That's trycaliper.com slash winecrime. Don't forget promo code winecrime for 20% off your first order. Mm, Treat your wellness. Are you engaged and not real sure how to do this (laughs) wedding thing? It's a big (laughs) undertaking. Wedding planning. Yeah. It's a lot. So you can join a million couples who have planned their weddings with Zola Zola makes wedding planning easier and a lot less stressful by creating everything couples need all in one place. You got wedding vendors. You got save the dates. You got invitations. You got free websites. You got a registry and more. Yeah, it's amazing. It's all in one place. Uh, My hand is up. My hand is raised because I was Mm -hmm. part of one of those Zola couples and it was priceless to maintaining my sanity in wedding planning. So Mm -hmm. I use Zola to create a free wedding website, and it was a really easy way to share details and updates with guests. Guests really liked it because it was all in one place, and I really liked it as the bride because there were hundreds of beautiful designs, and, you know, it just, it matched the save the dates and the invitations, and Mm -hmm. it was really easy to set up. I am not, like, a techie person. This website was super easy. That is an understatement. If Kenya can do it, anyone can do it. There's, Your grandma with a jitterbug can do it. Yes. There's an <laughs> online RSVP page, which is so nice because, I mean, it is 2021, folks. People don't have stamps to send no. back a paper RSVP. They just don't. I only want the online RSVP. I want that to be the new standard done. Yeah. 
Exactly. And guests can shop your registry right from your site. And it's like a really easy, seamless thing. So you don't have to do that weird workaround where like your guests aunt talks to your mom to find mm-hmm. out what gift to get you like no those days are over mm-hmm. and the zola registry super fun super easy great gifts also experiences cash funds you can do like a honeymoon fund you can do a new home fund you can do funds for a charity that you and your partner really care about and all these tools are just really thoughtfully designed um, and simplified down to every last step so big fan of zola over here they're amazing so go to zola.com slash gals today and use promo code save 50 that's s-a-v-e five zero to get 50 percent off your save the dates you can also get free personalized paper samples before you purchase mm-hmm. that's zola.com slash gals promo code save 50 treat your wedding treat it. so as I have prefaced, this case is a fan pick, and our fans are even darker than, like, my tendency of a lot of yep. cases. Like, the, the fan, fan picks, cases, y'all are, are twisted. Yeah. However, mm. I have said this before, and I will say it again. Kenyon is more y- twisted. You guided them in that direction. Yeah, you oh, did. Oh, yeah. You laid the foundation I for this. I don't <laughs> disagree. Mm-hmm. So just get ready for it. Drink some of that hurricane, mama, because this is dark. Don't have to tell me twice. So jealous of your hurricane. In the summer of 2019, 33-year-old Kaylin Blue was living with her boyfriend, Philip Schwab, also 33, and his mother in Idaho Falls. You want to guess where Idaho Falls is? Isn't Philip Schwab like a mortgage provider? (laughs) Charles Schwab. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it in Idaho? Yeah. Idaho Falls is in Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Kaylin had met Philip back in 2012 while she was living in Colorado and studying business at Red Rocks Community College. And it's unclear how they met initially. So either they met online because both of them were frequent, you know, social media users or if Philip at the time, for some reason, was in Colorado, and so maybe they did meet in person, we don't actually know. I think it's more likely that they met online, but that is speculation. Either way, the two fell in love and began a relationship that would be long distance for several years. Then in 2016, after Kaylin had completed the business program and received an associate's degree, she decided to move to Idaho Falls to be with Philip. So no more long distance. Going to be together. That's nice. This is going to end in tragedy, I know, but I'm just going to enjoy it. This is like the beginning part of the horror movie when everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. The only part Things I are like. going well. The very beginnings of movies are truly the only part I like. This I is the w- setup. I yeah, could care less about the plot. I, I know. Plot I would love to show. watch movies. Like, I, my dream is to just have the movie Practical Magic, but with no plot. It's just watching that family live their lives, yeah. and it never ends. Yeah. Okay. Their midnight margaritas. Yeah. That yeah. is a comfort. That would be a comfort the, item. The plot is irrelevant. Loose. Not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, it's irrelevant. <laughs> so, <laughs> although Kaylin felt that she was in love and was excited to no longer have to deal with the long-distance relationship, 
her family members were not happy with her choice of Philip. Kaylin was extremely close with her family and had never lived away from them. And they also just did not approve of Philip as a partner. And Kaylin's brother, Tristan, especially thought this relationship was wrong for his sister. And some of the reasons are he found Philip to be socially awkward and often making inappropriate jokes that made the family uneasy. That's not good. And Tristan even went so far as to contact Philip and tell him that he thought he was not right for Kaylin. Oh, dear. Family involvement is complicated. Yeah. Yeah. But in this case, Tristan had, like, extra reason to be extra protective. Hey, I'm not against it. If yeah. you're, you know, I, I'm not I'm not passing any kind of judgment mm-hmm. on the family involvement in this case or really any case because it's going to be different for everybody in every situation. Right. Right. But it is complicated regardless. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if your family's not on board with your partner, even if it's for like a dumb, frivolous reason that they can't let go, even if it's like on them to, it's to deal with, it is very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We will get to the specifics in a moment. So Tristan was unable to dissuade the pair from being together, and Kaylin moved out. And made her way to Idaho Falls and moved in with Philip and Philip's mother. Oh, jeez. According to family members, both Philip and Kaylin had cognitive disabilities and were unable to live on their own. So that is why they mm-hmm. lived with his mother. And probably also why Tristan was so protective right. of his sister and her yep. choice and why they were so nervous to have her not only move out for the first time, but like move to another state far away. Yeah, that would be really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reporting is a little bit unclear, but it seems that Kaylin had minor learning disabilities, but no official diagnosis. Okay. And Philip had been diagnosed with, I think I'm saying this right, DeGeorge syndrome. Okay. Which is also known as, I don't know, 22Q. 11.2 deletion syndrome. So that's a, like a, a specific chromosome. It's a chromosome deletion. Like yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it occurs when a segment of a chrome of chromosome 22 is deleted in the genome. I think that's okay. the word. And some symptoms of DeGeorge syndrome, well, they vary widely from person to person, but they can include a range of physical and cognitive impairments. Sure. And so if you go on the drive, there are photos of Philip and like people who look, I am not defending this guy, but mm-hmm. people who just saw like a quick headline about this case and saw his photo might not have realized that like he has this syndrome, which causes right. like facial, it changes the structure of, or it can change the structure of your face and cause like indentation in the center of your face. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't know that he has this syndrome, I don't know. It's. I mean, I love going after a bad haircut, just like right. anybody on a perpetrator. But like, we all need to be more careful about how we weaponize how people look. Right. Because exactly. like, that's irrelevant to who they are as a person. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's fucking low hanging fruit anyway. And like, we can be better comedians in that regard. And everybody can just like, you don't have to go out after somebody's appearance first. 
Right. But I'm always going to make fun of Ted Bundy's hair. It's just never going to stop. Yeah, that's fine. So, Ted Bundy or Ted Cruz? I mean, both. (laughs) Everybody loves Ted Bundy's hair, but I am not a fan of Ted Bundy's hair. And I did not think he was a hottie. No. What about his hair? Like how luscious and long and thick it is. How he like feathered it like Farrah Fawcett. I'm just not into it. Not into it. I've never been, I've, yeah, I've never seen his hair. Anyway, I just wanted people to be aware Mm -hmm. because there are people who haven't taken the time to like learn and then it's, there's some terrible comments online. Mm -hmm. Other symptoms of DeGeorge syndrome can include a higher risk of schizophrenia. Mm. So according to several studies, quote, adults with DeGeorge syndrome are a specifically high-risk group for developing schizophrenia. About 30% have at least one incident of psychosis and about a quarter develop actual full-blown schizophrenia. Wow, that's high. That is really high. Which, I mean, I guess if we were to learn more about DeGeorge syndrome specifically and why that is so heavily correlated, but like... I know schizophrenia comes with like some pretty specific tr- like frontal lobe and right. like prefrontal cortex trauma. So there's probably a very like solid scientific reason why they're linked. But that's really surprising. Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know it was so high. Oh, I didn't know anything about this, to be honest, until I started yeah. researching it. But that seems very high. And I'm sure very smart people are out there researching Screaming it in, in their and cars learning and, about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Being like, it's it's pronounced die, George. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Philip Schwab spent much of his time working as a volunteer at the Idaho Falls Zoo. In Idaho. In Idaho. Ever heard of it? Kalen worked part-time at Walgreens and also spent time uh, volunteering at the Idaho Falls Community Garden. So how sweet is that? In Idaho. In Idaho. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, I mean, that part is so sweet. He volunteers at the zoo. She works and volunteers at a community garden. It sounds idyllic. Yeah. Kaylin also just seemed to love living there in Idaho. Um, it was smaller than Denver, and she enjoyed feeling like a part of a community. And so for a time, it seemed like everything was going okay. A side note, my brother and brother and sister-in-law live in Boise. In Idaho? I am, yes, in <laughs> Idaho. I'm so excited to go visit. I think it is like an idyllic. Oh, I heard Boise is like one of the most beautiful places cities in the country like i'm so doesn't excited. gary gergich of parks and recreation have a timeshare in boise oh no muncie sorry muncie indiana oh, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> um, gary gergich ew i am um, i ran into that actor on the well i didn't run into him i saw him on the street on the sidewalk in front of zach's parents old building in brooklyn i love that yeah. Did you say Gary Gary? No, he, was, he was filming something, <laughs> so I didn't get in his face. Oh, you should have sh- still just ruin that Gage. shot. Just ruin it. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> and then I then I walked away. <laughs> She's get coughed and carried away. <laughs> okay, so that then would be amazing. Bringing it back down. So oh, everything's good. great. <laughs> no, we're bringing it back down. Okay. Then on the morning of June 21st, 2019, which was a Friday, Schwab began posting a series of extremely disturbing messages to his Facebook page. Uh, I was waiting for this since this is the topic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. 
And Boise's idyllic, everyone should go. The end. Special thanks. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so great? One day we're going to do an episode like that. Oh, We tease about it all the we're time. We're sponsored by the Boise, <laughs> Boise Board, board yeah. of Tourism. Yes. We're just going to do nice, happy overviews Stories. of great places and like good things that have happened there. And you're yeah. going to be things we waiting love. for the other shoe to drop and it's never going to drop. That'd be amazing. If we had our it shit will be together for April Fool's. performing episode of all time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so messages <laughs> to his Facebook. A small sampling of these. Quote, if stabbing people is wrong, I don't want to be right. Yikes. <sighs> Dead is better. Ooh. Oh, these are, these are terrible. They're really bad. She deserved quicker. <gasps> well, I like I mean... drawing it out. <gasps> oh, oh, I'm no. using only my hands. And what didn't he say? He just stabbed? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, you use your hands to hold a knife. True. And quote, good thing I have a get out of jail free card. Was that referring to his disability to maybe george syndrome I don't, I don't know i mean he's in the middle he's obviously in the middle of an episode and again right. we've said this before on the show not everyone with schizophrenia will be violent but like right. there is a possibility God, and no. he clearly yeah. was in the middle of, of a violent episode so who knows mm-hmm. what he was referring to or thinking of it could have yeah. been a complete delusion he could have been yep. referencing his diagnosis and yep you know i don't know so this all happened on a friday the the posting on the following Monday, June 24th, Kaylin's co-workers contacted the police to ask them to do a welfare check on her. Oh, no. After they became oh. concerned that she had not shown up for work for two days in a row and hadn't called, which was very unlike her. Oh, Honey, no. Yeah. So Kaylin had been an extremely reliable employee, and this was, like, again, not typical of her to not show mm-hmm. up and not call. Yeah. She had shown up for her shift that Saturday and then had posted on Facebook around 5.30 p.m. when she got home. Wow, what a day. Glad to be home now, and I'm staying home for the rest of the night. So what's interesting is that he posted that that stuff about stabbing. Before that status? He posted that, what I read, on the Friday. She went to work on Saturday. That's what I mean. So he posted that stuff before her status. Could he have logged into her account and done it? But she showed she up to work. Oh, that's true. So he he might have been in a situation where he's like fantasizing when yeah. that when those were being written and then it escalates. Yes. Oh no. Oh, yes. Oh no 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 no. Yes. No. Yes. Ugh. So when she failed to show up on Sunday and Monday. The post accumulated numerous comments from coworkers asking mm-hmm. where she was and from family members frantic asking her to call them. That's like what happened with Dee Dee Blanchard yeah. and Gypsy Rose. Yeah. Like those weird yeah. Facebook posts and then everybody's like, what the fuck? Somebody go check on them. And yeah. sure enough. Yeah. yeah. And we're not. Beep, bop, bop. We didn't do that case for this episode because we've already done we've it. We've already done it. Mm-hmm. Along with every other true crime I mean, you can't blame all of us in true crime. That is one of the most fascinating and bizarre cases of all time. But yes, we have covered it. We covered that a while ago. I had not heard of that case when we covered it. That's fair. Yeah, Yeah. it was not, it wasn't covered on like, you know, dramatizations and stuff like that quite as much when we covered it. Mm -hmm. 
So at one point on Sunday, one of Kaylin's co-workers posted on Philip's wall asking him if she was okay. Oh, no. Probably because she hadn't shown up to work that first day. And he responded bizarrely, quote, yes, better now, I think. Thank you. Are you guys better? (gasps) Ooh, chills. That just gave me chills. Yeah. What is that even? Who? Who? What guys? Who guys? Whoever's ask like the other people. He's just not. You know. He's, yeah. The synapses are not lining I'll up. I'll stop asking for a rationale, right? Because I don't think there is one. I mean, just like the syntax of that makes it clear that he's not. Yes, better now. I think. Thank you. Are you guys better? Like he's. Yeah. The better now thing. That's, if, that's if she's very dead spooky. at this point. Mm-hmm. That's spooky right. and that makes sense. But then are you guys better just kind of points to like d- delete. Right. Right. So when police arrived at the Schwab home on Monday morning, Philip answered the door. His mother had been out of town the whole weekend mm. and was still away. So that was also okay, the I opportunity. I was going to ask about that because, yeah, they're, they were in a living situation with an in-home caregiver essentially yeah so it's like what the hell is that about yeah and not blaming not blaming her because the life of a caregiver is very difficult and challenging and like they deserve breaks but like imagine how she She might feel yeah yeah i i really therapy for everyone yeah because this is not her fault right and i mean a lot of folks have an in-home caregiver who are absolutely capable of, you know, stretches of time within a certain span mm-hmm. of days based on, yeah. you know, what they're able to handle being home alone. Right. And if she was not there for the weekend, then it's very likely that she had gone away right. prior without any issues. Well, it seemed like everything had been going really well. Right. And, you know, Kaylin was able to, like, go to work consistently right. and work at Walgreens. And so... It seemed like they were both very high functioning and she probably just missed the mm-hmm. st- or didn't recognize the signs of like an escalating schizophrenic. Well, we're situation. also considering we shouldn't consider his mother as like a professional in-home nurse caregiver. Right. Situation. Yeah, it's she's just, an unpaid mom. caregiver. Right. It's right. Mom. Right. So sometimes moms go out of town. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm projecting. I don't know. I couldn't find any interviews with her or anything. I'm just speculating. I just hope, yeah, we're just hoping that she is not beating herself up. And I mean, how could you not? But because of the events that transpired when she was not in the hall. Not her fault whatsoever. At all. Yeah, exactly. So the cops show up on Monday morning to do this welfare check. Philip answers the door. He's cooperative and he invites the officers inside. And it was immediately apparent that a crime had taken place because the offer officers noticed, quote, a considerable amount of blood. Oh, dear. So that also oh, adds dear. to the fact that he wasn't aware, really, of reality and what was going on. Sure. Because he was, he was like, yeah, come on in. Come on, yeah. And, like, hadn't tried to, Nothing like, to see here. clean anything up. And mm-hmm. so when asked where Kaylin was, Philip responded that he, quote, had hurt her, stabbed her, and buried her in the backyard. Well, upon s- that is an answer to that question. Upon searching the backyard, police found Kaylin buried in an extremely shallow grave in a flower bed. And in fact, it was so shallow 
that her face was still visible above the ground. Oh, oh my God. Oh, wow, that is an image. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, it's hard to dig a hole. It is. I mean, that's it so is. creepy, though. Yeah. Can you imagine looking in a flower garden and there's just a face staring up at you? Mm-hmm. Nope. Told you it was a dark case. So for further <laughs> I answer stunned. your question, yes, I can imagine. I've it. like stunned myself basically <laughs> by writing this. So further examination revealed that she had been stabbed numerous times, primarily in the neck. <gasps> and look, I just scratched my neck. I know. Your neck is very That's bad red. timing. Oh no, yeah, I see it. Honey. <laughs> Now you look like Princess Leia. With your <laughs> really do. And, my and, your, and your white sweater. You look like instantly like Princess Leia. It's me. That is the exact costume. <laughs> it took half a second to transform you. Yeah, my headphones. <laughs> Take a picture. That's incredible. Done on it. On it. On it. You like Liz okay, you need to come out. down, down a little bit, so I can and hide yes. the neck more. Yeah, yeah. Pardon exactly. me while we have a photo shoot. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. This is how oh podcasting God. works. <laughs> it's so good. an extremely shallow grave. Oh my God, you look just like Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to hide my oh, red no. neck. It was, seemed insensitive. We oh. are all the memes. God, that that was bad. This is bad. I'm so sorry. This horrible case, this horrible way for this lovely woman to die. It's yeah. just listen. When Princess Leia comes in the frame, it's you stop She's and hard you to ignore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We needed a moment of levity to get through the rest of this. So We're doing our jobs, people. Okay. Glad I could help out. So police also discovered the bodies of two dogs which were later determined to have belonged to Philip's mother. So he also, so it's possible that he the same had, well, I don't know. It's possible that he had uh, attacked and murdered the dogs Friday. And that's what he was writing about on Facebook. Mm, Maybe. Uh, So the mother didn't know that the dogs were dead. The mother was out of town. So the dogs hadn't been killed like a month before. Not that I know of. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't have, specifics but i'm guessing it was the same period same weekend okay sure okay they had been disposed of in the trash so they were fresh they hadn't been like long decomposed yeah Yeah. schwab later admitted to police that early in the morning of june 23rd kaylin had been thrashing around in her sleep and accidentally hit him and i mean kenyon's a thrasher i'm a thrasher it happens oh my god yeah he claimed that this prompted him to get out of bed, retrieve a knife that he had previously stashed in a dresser drawer, mm-hmm. and begin stabbing Kaylin while she slept. Oh. Because she just accidentally hit him while she was sleeping. I mean, because is the wrong, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was the instigation for him. Right. She woke up and attempted to fight him off and flee, but he pursued her and stabbed her to death. Jesus Christ. And then he used a hose to soften the backyard garden to dig the shallow grave. So the, Ooh, the like the soil was too hard. So he tried to like soften it up to be able to dig better. But he obviously so, still couldn't dig that deep. The fact that he already had a knife stashed. The fact that he 
water down the dirt so he could dig better. Mm. Like there's such a weird, yeah, incongruent, like really rational, thought out plan right, things, like and some then like meditation. Oh yeah. yeah, cops, come on in. Yeah, right. Yes and no. I think. I think he was just delusional. Like there are moments of not necessarily lucidity, but there are moments of like logic, like A to B without being able to like understand the context of what it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he killed these dogs and he knew Mm -hmm. to like put the bodies in the trash can. Yeah, you got to hide it. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't really hiding it even. He was just like, Ew, gross. I guess cleaning well, it up. He was yeah. kind of he was kind of hiding the dogs and he was kind of hiding Kaylin. He didn't do a good job with either one, but like what would be the point of burying her body if not to Yeah, so hide there's gotta be to a degree. Some, some amount of like, oh, it's expected of me to do this. Like this is right. what, this is what I'm comes supposed, next. Yeah, this is what's supposed to come next. Right. But it's like you're not making enough of the connections, like you said. Right. In, in, you know, the way that you and I or I would if we were ever doing that to, yeah, to be like really thorough and then also be, you know, afraid of like letting the police into your home right. and being discovered. It's and he didn't really clean up odd. any of the blood. Right. So there's definitely still it's like you're going through the motions of what you think you're supposed to do, but there's enough of a cognitive disconnect to just not be going through those steps to in do a, a way bad that job makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To not yeah, to not actually be like really rational Thorough. about it. Yeah. Right. So the murder occurred just two days after Philip began posting the disturbing Facebook messages. After the crime was alleged to have occurred, Philip continued posting to Facebook with his messages becoming more and more cryptic and chilling. Yeah. Some examples of these later messages included quote yeah, your next dad. Ah, where's his dad? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Could be her dad. Could be any dad. Could I, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Quote, I always work hard at pleasing the audience, LOL. Ooh. So I think that refers to probably voices. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And like I could other, see that. you know, having a delusion of other people watching what he's doing mm-hmm. and yeah. re- and reacting to it or anticipating like the news audience like when this news breaks possibly mm-hmm. possibly i don't yeah. maybe i just don't feel like he's he's making those kinds of connections at this point i have no fucking idea what is connecting and what is not connecting in his i don't right. think anyone really does yeah. right in this situation right. right and maybe some experts on schizophrenia you know could have seen cases like this before and and do understand it better. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Also, preface this next part by saying there's some anti-Asian American Pacific Islander racism thrown in to Mm. his delusions happening. So this next part is racist. Quote, you know they eat dog in China, should have known God backwards. Jeez. Okay. So just, again, like, where is that even coming from? And was that mm. related to killing the dogs? So mm. he's already like thinking about dogs and he's like in his brain, like, I don't know if he's rationalizing killing mm. the family dogs. Mm-hmm. And in other yeah. places, people eat dog and dog is God backwards. And mm-hmm. it's I don't just know. a jumbled mess. Yeah. Just delusions. 
So between Friday morning and Monday morning when the police arrived, Schwab posted hundreds of messages, several of them even more disturbing than the ones listed here, which just can't even fucking get into. Mm-hmm. However, Kalen's family members would later state that although the posts were disturbing, they were not necessarily out of the ordinary for Schwab, mm. who often made cryptic posts that could be worrisome, but they those posts, like when he was okay, those posts would turn out to be references to movies that he was watching at the time, and he liked to just like, okay. take like a snippet. So you could draw <laughs> the line clearly. Right. From where this is coming from I right. did that, in those circumstances. I did that with my away messages when we were in like middle and high school. Yeah. All of my away messages were really out of context movie quotes. Yeah. <laughs> or like, like my, lyrics. My aunt died of diphtheria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People would be like, what? Are yeah. you okay? I'm so sorry. I thought right. they were genius. Right. But it's because nobody knew what the fuck <laughs> it was. Right. Even- it wasn't even emo songs. It was like random old yeah. films. Yeah, it, it cracked you up. It amused you. And mommy if, dearest. Yeah. If your yeah. Uh, partner hadn't disappeared, nobody would have been concerned because it would have been on yep. par for your behavior. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Good so, thing nobody did disappear. <laughs> yeah, that's the story we're going with. <laughs> Nobody disappeared. <laughs> These are not the droids you are looking for. <laughs> it all circles back. Is that a Princess, Leia, like Princess Leia? Okay. Well, Princess Leia doesn't say it, but it's, it's from Star Wars. Never seen Star Wars. <laughs> Go watch a Star Wars. Yo, Jessica <laughs> Walter. <laughs> Go watch Rest a Star Wars. <laughs> Here's twenty dollars. Go see a Star Wars. <laughs> so Schwab was arrested when the police arrived and saw the blood and then he showed them the garden and they found the dog. Like it all happened in that it moment. Unraveled real quick. Yeah. yeah. And so he was arrested on the spot and charged with first degree murder. Following a preliminary hearing at which he pleaded no contest, Schwab then pled guilty to the murder charge. So there wasn't like a trial. Right. The prosecuting attorney in the case declined to pursue the death penalty, quote, despite the overwhelming evidence in the case and utter disregard for human life, citing Schwab's disability and his IQ of 76. His defense attorney argued that because of his disability, Schwab did not fully understand the legal proceedings. This difficulty in understanding led to several delays in Schwab's trial, I guess, whatever. At least sentencing, probably. Pre-trial trial. Right. Yeah. And his receiving permission to have weekly in-person meetings where his with his mother to discuss what was happening. So that was a, a privilege that he was granted that other mm. folks wouldn't have been granted. Because according to his public defender, quote, Mr. Schwab has little to no social skills and as such does not understand what is happening right now. He is on social security disability and his mother has been his caregiver for a number of years. Ms. Ashment, his mother knows how to communicate with the defendant in a way he can process. So basically they were allowing the mother to come in once a week to like help him cope and like walk right. him through what the fuck is well, going and on. To be, yeah, to even be able to communicate with him right. effectively. Right. That makes sense. Right. I have no problem with that. So mm. despite the difficulties and delays they have caused under Idaho law, Schwab's processing difficulties do not affect his competency to stand trial under Idaho law. Oh, dear. 
which states that IQ does not affect competency and that, quote, mental condition shall not be a defense to any charge of criminal conduct. I really what? don't agree with which that. Which I think is some of the strictest yeah. uh, laws around that in the country. Yeah, that's ridiculous well, Idaho, me, I think, is like super red. Is it not? Oh, I think so. There are like 12 people and they're all Republicans. Sorry well, they if all anyone's listening in Idaho, but you're not because you're listening to a very liberal show. <laughs> My brother-in-law might be listening. If you're listening from Idaho, you're probably not offended. Yeah, Alex and Amber. I heard Boise is beautiful, but no one Boy, there is going to hear me. Wait Outside. to visit my time <laughs> Outside of Boise and Idaho Falls, lots of compounds for like doomsday people. Mm-hmm. I love your potatoes. Great potatoes. Ugh, so hungry. Buntata. Okay, so Ishtalum <laughs> buntata <laughs> gumur. I'm so hungry. I like potato a lot. I love okay. bread. As of the most recent reporting on this case from June 2020, Schwab was still in prison awaiting trial. COVID-related delays have also likely been a factor in postponing it. Kaylin Blue's family traveled to Idaho and brought her body back to Colorado where she was properly buried. Oh, honey. Ugh. Her uncle told an Idaho paper at the time, quote, she was a very, very loving person who really loved her family and friends. It's just absolutely heartbreaking that things had to be this way. Yeah, that's so sad. I know. All right, so Kaylin. I know. Yeah. It's horrible. It's just horrible. And like, she didn't do anything wrong. She no. Fell she was in, following she her fell heart. in love. She, she was... volunteered at like a community garden. Yes. I know. And and it's and it's when it's mental illness and then a psychotic episode like that. He's not. I don't yeah. think he's at fault either. I mean, it's horrible. It's yeah. It's just it's tragic uh, all around. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard to know. It's very hard to place blame. Like it, this is not a, a a cut and dry case like so many others that we offer right. or that we cover. Right. Ugh. It's not satisfying to not have no someone to blame. Yeah, I just want to be able to be like, well, fuck this guy. I know. I know. But you can't. So that is my case. And thank Nicely you done. to our fan picker, Miss Alexandria. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Should we hear a word from our sponsors? <laughs> Let's do it. I'm getting very Jack Nicholson in yeah, this moment. Yeah, you are. <laughs> With your hurricane. With my hurricane. <laughs> I'm sure Jack Nicholson drinks hurricanes. Oh, I have yeah. a feeling. Oh, yeah. Has anyone ever noticed that the world, as you get older, just becomes increasingly uncomfortable? Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yes. Yes, yes, a thousand times, yes. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for as much comfort as I can get. Number one priority. Oh, my gosh. And it's so funny. A friend of ours, I think, sent us a meme the other day that was like, in your 30s, you sleep slightly wrong. And it's like, put me in hospice. Yes. Like, I'm done. Yes. I'm just done. It needs and to I be am just right. Yeah, I'm like that. I need the proper comfort or I am destroyed mm-hmm. for days. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I can always count on is how comfortable my purple mattress is. Mm-hmm. And that is because purple is comfort reinvented. Only purple has the grid, which is a stretchy gel material that is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips. 
Uh. I don't know how it works. I'm obviously not a scientist, but it works. It is fantastic. I am a curvaceous side sleeper with chronic back pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means that I'm very picky when it comes to mattresses and pillows. And purple is beyond amazing. Hit it out of the park. Recently went on a road trip with my husband and we were staying in like a nice hotel for a night. And he was like, I think he was like, I think it would be heavy, but like, I think we need to bring our purple mattress with us when we go yeah. on road trips. Strap it to the roof. <laughs> Do not leave home without your mattress. It's so great. And because of how it's designed, the grid doesn't trap air. So the air just like circulates and flows through it. So you don't overheat, which is Uh, fantastic. It's key. Uh, The grid bounces back as you move and shift, unlike memory foam, which remembers everything. I used to to have a memory foam mattress. No, thank you. Not going back. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now you can try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns and financing is available too. I love this. Purple really is comfort for an uncomfortable world. Everything's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Get more comfortable. Right now you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash gals10 and use promo code gals10. That's purple.com slash gals10, promo code gals10, G-A-L-S-1-0, for 10% off any order of $200 or more. One more time, purple.com slash gals10, promo code gals10, terms apply. Treat your comfort. Treat it. Are you ready for my case? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Is it anything like Kenyon's? I mean, there's a Facebook confession. Oh, well. Fancy that. You you nailed it. What are the odds? Nailed it. It's a mental health. (laughs) We shall see. This is actually a pretty well-known case, especially among Broadway fans, fans of the stage. Thespians. 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 Because this is a, a gentleman named Marcus Bellamy, who had been an aspiring Broadway performer and a talented dancer. He appeared as a dancer in the live Broadway productions of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, Spiderman Turn Off the Dark, and Tarzan. He also danced on the television series Smash, which aired briefly (gasps) on NBC. Loved Smash. Yes, you did. And in the films Across the Universe and A Midsummer Night's Dream. So as far as professional dancers go, like he had a lot going for him. His career was on a great path. Got a nice resume. Mm -hmm. Marcus was also coupled and living with his partner, Bernardo Almonte, And Bernardo was an IT technician and cancer survivor who had been in remission for 11 years when tragedy struck on August 19th, 2016. So Marcus and Bernardo got into an argument in their apartment in the Bronx in New York City. It is unclear what sparked this argument, but who knows? Couples fight over all kinds of shit. It could have been anything. And that detail is honestly pretty irrelevant. Yep. The encounter escalated to violence when Marcus physically assaulted Bernardo inevitably beating and strangling Bernardo to death. I gotta, oh I gotta see this guy and also see who he was on Smash. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can, he, I think he has like an IMDb. I'm gonna go photos. He was like a backup dancer, so I don't, he didn't have like a character role on the show. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise okay. me. So he has the, the pillowy lips and the glasses and the beard, the mouth beard. No, that is Bernardo. Oh, okay. 
in that photo of the of the two of them, Marcus is on your left. Bernardo is on your right. Oh, okay. Sorry, mm-hmm. I thought they were the no. same person. They both have pillowy lips. They're they're very attractive, lovely human Great beings. Brows. Oh yeah. Marcus then slowly exited the apartment with Bernardo's blood still on him. Mm-hmm. Some reports said he knocked on a neighbor's door. Others said he just sort of like ran into a neighbor in the hallway. Either way, a neighbor saw him with blood on him. He, the neighbor called the police. A spokesperson stated, quote, someone who lives in the building saw Bellamy walking out of the building with blood on his hands and then inquired what happened. And Bellamy made reference that he, quote, hurt the victim. God, it's so similar. Yeah. The Facebook confession, the not hiding the blood mm-hmm. and saying and admitting right away and using the word hurt. Right. And not kill. Yeah. yeah. It, hurt, it hurt them. Yeah. Marcus then waited for police to arrive and confessed immediately to what he had done. Wow. So his Facebook posts on the day of the murder and the day before raise a lot of questions as to his mental state at the time of the attack, and we will get to it. His Facebook is still up today, though it has not been posted to since the day of the murder almost five years ago, and it definitely felt like a weird boundary crossing to go to the actual page, which I did. Did you look? I'm going right now. And it's just, it. in doing so, I realized how different it is to, like, see screenshots of the post in an article yeah. about the case yeah. versus scrolling through their actual page, seeing, like, reactions, comments, things like that. It was really so bizarre. Scary. Yeah. But I, at the same time, I'm also glad that I looked at it because so much of the, of the, like, degeneration of where he was at mentally feels, obviously, after the fact clear looking at like like, the days before yeah Mm -hmm. and that's not stuff that's necessarily included in these articles Mm -hmm. so i did feel like i got a little bit more insight into what was going on in this man's head right at the leading up to order of events the chronology Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna walk you through some of these posts because that's why we're here okay first i'm gonna share a couple of them that set the tone of this from august 18th 2016 so this is the day before the murder There's three different statuses that he posts on this day, among other like random photos and things that are just kind of disjointed and don't really make sense. But these three were like really stood out to me as being pretty alarming. One is, quote, I suggest you learn how to speak telepathically because I can hear your whispers through the walls. Mm. Another is about a month ago, dot, dot, dot. God sent a thought to me, period. The thought continued to reoccur in my mind, dot, dot, dot. So, period. Now, dot, 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 I am, dot, 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 asking God, dot, 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 to let me know if it's true, dot, dot. God said to me not to worry about Donald Trump being elected into presidency because he will pass away before the voting happens. He will pass away from an illness that no amount of money or medication will be able to save him from. That's what God said to me, dot, dot, dot. If it will happen, dot, 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 I don't know, period, God, end quote. Yeah. And so, okay, as, you know, as a gay man in a, in a, a, a gay man of color in a relationship with another gay man of color, he's clearly concerned about the Trump presidency. As he fair. should be. Yeah, as he should have but been. But <laughs> these, these posts are not making sense. No, and God is sending him Lots thoughts of ellipses. that are, a lot um, of ellipses. what's the word, intrusive. Right. Because it's he says reoccur. He's speaking to him. And he doesn't mm-hmm. know if he can believe his thoughts, yep. but he knows that they're sent by God and they're exactly. predictive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like 
it's feeling very adjacent yeah. to schizophrenia. Folks who hear voices, who not everybody who hears voices has has a schizophrenia diagnosis, but it is a fairly common mm-hmm. symptom. And vice you know, versa. Symptom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another on that same day, quote, any plot, plan, or action against me will only result in my triumph and your destruction. Ooh. So we've also got paranoia yeah. happening here. Yeah. So then in the wee morning of August 19th, and when I say the wee morning, I mean like this shit starts at like 2.33 in the morning. Oh, that's the wee small hours of wee the morning. Small, middle of the night, really. My bedtime. He's, pretty much, but yeah. <laughs> he starts sharing photos of like, with like seemingly religious undertones with hashtags like, I am Marcus Bellamy or just Marcus Bellamy. Then he posted the dictionary definition of intelligent design with the caption, hashtag intelligent design, hashtag Neo. It's 3 a.m. on Friday, August 19th, 2016, end quote. So Neo, like from the Matrix? Is that I'm a Matrix sure. thing? Sure. Maybe, which like the Matrix is, you know, adjacent to like the Book of Revelation, but... Well, Neo is its own word. Right. It could also. be anything. I have no idea if that's a Matrix re- reference. But also, like the it, I am Marcus Bellamy, it like kind of points to like feelings of grandiosity, which is oh, also yeah. linked to. Oh, and we'll get to that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these posts continue on through the night and into the day. One says, I don't need to do anything. All I need to do is be. God will work out all the details. Hashtag relax. Hashtag earthquake earthquake you're living in the bronx in new york i don't think that was a response to experiencing a middle of the night earthquake but i didn't look into it earthquake maybe it was an emotional earthquake yeah exactly then a pretty creepy picture with the hashtag the rapture i plopped a photo of it on the drive it's it's like a drawing obviously a professional drawing maybe a digital drawing of like peep the people in the fire being like lifted up into the sky yeah a little creepy very ursula Little Mermaid mm. vibes. Yeah, kind of. Well, it's uh, like then this another all post. very like doomsday. Like, yes. Maybe it's like not what we were rapture. talking about. Maybe it's Therapture. Therapture. The rapist. <laughs> therapist. <laughs> the pen is mightier. The penis mightier. The penis mightier. But also like speaking of all these doomsday people in Idaho, like mm-hmm. they're Here all about the rapture. Mm-hmm. Then he posts just B, like the letter B, just and the letter B. That's all I need to do. Hashtag relax. Beyonce. Right. Hashtag relax. Hashtag teach me. Hashtag how to trust again. Hashtag not in God. Hashtag but in you. Then he posts like Bible verses. Then quote, trust me, this is just the beginning of a whole new world. Was Can I just say religiously inclined before already this? yes okay. it would appear so okay just a just a side note and also just a comment about these hashtags that are like full sentences mm-hmm. split up into different hashtags mm-hmm. there's one other person that i know who does this on facebook and that person is definitely having a mental health crisis well. yeah it's not well Granted, this was also 2016, but that's, you know, hashtags were still very much a thing that that wasn't new at that time. So, yeah, I don't a lot of this like it and I literally in my notes, I just copied and pasted off of his exact Facebook post. So you can see how things are worded, where pauses are put, periods are strange punctuation. Yeah, it's not. 
I appreciate you expressing that in your verbal dictation of your notes, by yeah, the way. It's, because it's it, very it paints like, a picture. It's, it's disjointed for sure. Like this is not this is not a, a, mm-hmm. a, a linear frame of logic that is that's creating these posts. And like religious or not, religiously yeah. inclined or not. I feel like this has stepped beyond like sharing Bible verse of the day and like expressing your, you know, thoughts about oh, God completely. To, but I was, yeah. I was wondering, it's conspiratorial. I was wondering mm-hmm. how much of a departure from his I normal thoughts the, on religion this was. Right. I don't know the exact answer to that. Honestly, it, it it's of but my understanding like that a, a gay man working in New York in the arts. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I mean, he would necessarily be thinking about the rapture. Maybe uh, not. Normally. However, I don't know how like culturally competent we are to even really address that too, because he's also a person of color. So like there are connections as, even in more like marginalized by your sexuality or like your inclination of, um, of uh, career mm-hmm. that like are still very connected to their faith, even though right. there are so many things within that faith that might be like against how they right. identify. Right. And I don't have that kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't have that kind of connection to religion. The second I could stop going to fucking church and, mm-hmm. and whatever, I was like, dope, I get to sleep in. Mm-hmm. But I do know that in a lot of communities of color, like religion is, is much like their faith is a lot stronger than it is among like me and my white friends. Or like, especially too, with like depends on like upbringing or how like right. inculcated he was in certain totally. things. Like I grew up not ever hearing about the rapture. Right. So it might not pop into my head. Yeah. I think it's a lot more culturally incorporated in a lot of different areas of the world mm-hmm. than it is for necessarily how the three of us grew up. I was just for curious sure. about him. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a solid answer, but it does seem like he certainly was religious and like a, a believer in God before mm-hmm. these this started to go down. Mm-hmm. But in the middle, he'll post random weird shit. Like one is just a photo of a Ferrari with hashtag our new Ferrari, hashtag my new hat. <laughs> but it's like, it's not a picture of his own car. Right. It's, it's an ad photo off of the internet. Right. Oh. Then a quote from Albert Einstein, quote, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift with hashtag the gift. So it's almost like he does have some awareness that he sounds irrational. Right. And so he's posting this to be like I'm intuitive. It's okay. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm I'm speaking truth. Yeah. To, yeah, like I'm speaking the truth right now. You should be listening. Then a couple of posts about getting in the zone with hashtags like you're invited to join us and let's do this. Tell and then some th- MLM hashtaggery. Those two posts were weird <laughs> because it was like pictures. One was like one of those keep calm memes. It's like keep calm and get in the zone. And I was like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. But are you like amping yourself up for something that's about to happen? Like, who knows? Could have been. It's a protein shake meme, I'm sure. Could be. <laughs> then at this point, things take another turn. So he he started posting between like 2.33 in the morning. Now it's 10.48 a.m., So he's been up all night and he posts, quote, I have been foolish, period, never mind, period, false alarm, period, hashtag the universe. Oh, no. 1048 a.m. Then nothing after he's been posting all night, nothing until 2.57 p.m. When he posts, forgive me, father. (laughs) 
Then a minute later, I did it for love. Oh, no. These are separate posts. Oh, no. Then like 30 seconds after that, quote, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Okay, so presumably he murdered his partner. Mm -hmm. He did. They were were in a gay relationship. So maybe Mm -hmm. there's some sort of like shame or guilt that's rooted in his religiosity. I mean, maybe, but that's not. I feel like it's, where n- this is it's going. not uncommon for folks with a mental health crisis to turn to. Yes. Well, that's very true. To yeah, we've seen this play yes. out. We've seen this play out yes. with an individual that we all know. Yes. Posting some very, very disturbing things on Facebook that are deeply rooted in religion, and well, it is well known that he is also struggling with and his the mental couple. Health. The couple of breakdowns that I have personally witnessed mm. on my own Facebook page, they really inevitably religion. they inevitably turn to like mm-hmm. hardcore religion. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's just like a sewing together of like religious doctrinal wording and phrasing. Yeah. Right. That's kind of the gist of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm just wondering if because he is a gay man of color in the New York City theater scene like maybe that maybe that did play a role i don't know maybe i can't speak to his experience but that has not been alluded to or suggested in any of the stuff that i've read about this case okay okay so i'm just bringing it up yeah you know unless after the fact he has said that that was his experience i'm going to assume it was not because he has not expressed that Mm -hmm. so who knows then 30 seconds after the you know for for God so loved the world posts. He just posts one word, Lucifer, period. Then it's 3 p.m. So now these are all these posts are happening within like three to five minutes. 3 p.m. Quote, I am God. I give life and can take it away. So let it be. Hashtag the rapture. Okay. They're 3 2 p.m. Forgive me. I did it because I love you. I love you all. I loved him also. He told me. He told me love and hate are the same emotion. Forgive me. I know not what I do. I did it for love for God on high. Oh, he's already saying past tense. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's his. That's basically in a nutshell. His confession yeah. is that that message or that status update. And then the final status update from like seconds after he posted that is just I am just those two words, and then nothing else has been posted since then. Oh, my God. And you saw this on his actual page. That is so creepy. It's It was a little jarring. So, like we said, we've got some religious delusions of grandeur yeah. and paranoia happening for sure throughout these posts. He's calling himself God. He's being spoken to by God. And like I said, we've absolutely seen this before in folks suffering from mental illness, illness especially in cases of schizophrenia, which it's not always... right. That, but there seems to be like a pretty strong foundational link between escalation in, in you know, sort of the paranoia in a, schizo- in a schizophrenic episode and linking that to religion. Yeah. And I wonder if that is like a grounding thing. Like there are things in the text that support the things that you're hearing and experiencing while so many people around you are telling you basically, quote unquote, that you're crazy. Right. So, like, I could see that comfort that you see there where it's like, look, it's in this text. Like, I, what I'm saying is true. Like, right. this is the proof. Also, sorry, I don't know if you already said this, but what? so there's lots of translations of Yahweh, which is like right. God. And one of them, I'm pretty sure, is something along the lines of I am. Right. So maybe that, that was, yeah. that might have been an allusion to 
And it's also just so, I mean, religion is how we as humans translate Mm -hmm. these very basic Mm -hmm. experiences of like life and death. We as modern humans. Well, ancient humans did the same thing, which is different trappings. You know what I mean? Like that's how we process. Oh, I thought you meant like the language. Yeah, language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So it just kind of seems like. Yeah, so it actually feels. Right. It feels like a good fit, honestly, when you right. are experiencing like so many things that you can't understand what's happening to you. And there's good that, yeah, and I'm evil. Sh- you know, there's right. like big themes it's, yeah, it's that like work. There's grounding and validating things to be interpreted in these texts mm-hmm. that then can place solid, like, quote unquote, evidence to what you're experiencing, even if what you're experiencing is a result of your mental illness. Right. So I get it. Like, I could see I can see the connection there. I don't know. Religion freaks me out anyway. We've been over it. Mm-hmm. Either way, I understand. So while Marcus's legal team did say in his sentencing and in his pretrial, because he confessed, so he didn't, it was similar to what Kenyon's case was. Like, there was no trial to find mm-hmm. him guilty. It was like, you did it. Now we got to figure out how we're going to sentence you mm-hmm. based on this situation. So his defense did say, like, he's suffering from severe mental illness, quote unquote, but it's unclear if or what his diagnosis is. So that's not uncommon in some of these cases because actually schizophrenia and bipolar disorder are, like, very hard to diagnose in a a solid way. And so he might have had... It's a really broad, like, umbrella. And there's often comorbidities and... It can be and really hard to nail down. And if you didn't have a pre-existing diagnosis, it can be a lot right. harder to prove after yep. the crime because who knows if he's faking it to get a lighter right. sentence, right? Which I don't think well, and he what was, makes it but much much harder. And something that we deal with a lot in the substance use disorder community is how much of this is mental illness, and it's usually both. And how much of this is psychosis brought on by substance use? Oh. And it was discovered in court that Marcus and Bernardo had been using methamphetamine together. And on the 18th and 19th, they'd been using together throughout the day and night. Oh, Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Shit. And obviously, as we know, methamphetamine is an incredibly dangerous substance, but like even more damaging to those who have pre-existing mental health conditions or disorders to trigger paranoia and all kinds of underlying issues that maybe had been quite under control and aggression and up until then. Yeah. Depression, which he does admit to having experience and God who hasn't, but it's like, did you say aggression? I aggression, said, depression. I said, yeah. Both. Yeah. But yeah, it can, it, it just makes it. Yeah. It, you're not in your right mind. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. That's a whole so the courts layer. ruled that Marcus was in a quote, drug induced state of psychosis at the time of the murder. He was sentenced to 20 years in prison under a deal with prosecutors. Marcus pled guilty to first degree manslaughter on February 20th, 2019. So that whole process took like three fucking years. His 20 year prison stint will be followed by five years post-release supervision. So he's very much still in jail now. Mm -hmm. In court, Bernardo's mother, the, the victim's mother, made a statement at sentencing through tears. I mean, I can't even imagine how devastating She talked about her son's cancer diagnosis, saying, quote, but he survived. He survived it. Eleven years later, I received the bad news. Bernardo was killed. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Having won the battle over cancer, I was shocked to hear that he lost his life at the hands of someone else after God had given him a second chance at life. She went on to say, quote, no human being deserves to die the way you killed my son. It was inhuman for no reason. He was taken away, and I still don't know why. 
this is a question only you can answer for me. Why did you kill my son? And he can't even really answer that for you. He tried. I mean, yeah. to his credit, he tried. Right. He, he tried to answer this in a statement by saying, quote, I want to apologize to the family. Bernardo was very special and he didn't deserve what happened to him. You asked me why your son and I used to smoke a lot of crystal meth together. On this day, I thought your son was the devil. I didn't want to do what I did. I want to make it clear that I loved Bernardo. He took me out of my depression. I didn't mean to destroy somebody. Oh, God. It's just so heartbreaking because I really do feel like it's a very similar yeah. circumstances where it's like, fuck. But obviously, if we have to compare who's the bigger victim, it's obviously Bernardo and his obviously. family. Because there's no going back from that. There's there's you can't unkill someone. Mm -hmm. But Marcus is also a victim in this situation. Like he's a victim of his substance use disorder. And it's just so fucking sad because it, it Bernardo's mom is right. This was totally needless. Like this did not need to happen. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's really tragic. And it also raised a lot of questions about like, was there ongoing abuse in their home? And they, they aren't really sure. You know, it, it's not it's not clear, at least from the research that I did, whether or not they'd had physical altercations with each other before. And for a lot of folks in the LGBTQIA plus community, this case raised a lot of concerns about intimate partner violence that had long gone and still goes overwhelmingly unaddressed, especially in the gay male community. Super underreported um, and, and actually very high rates. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of research that shows it's at the same like risk and circumstances, if not higher than like any hetero, cis hetero couple. Right. It's not like it's less. It's just not. Yeah. Why wouldn't it to be? Toxic masculinity. And we'll get to it. But like. And there are fewer social barriers and taboo. I mean, obviously, it's never okay to like hit a partner, but there are fewer taboos around gender and mm -hmm. physical violence in uh, homosexual pairings. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's like it. There are a lot of situations in a hetero couple where a man might think, well, I'll never hit a woman. And like, that's, yeah. that's the line that oh, they've yeah. been brought they up hit with. hit another man. Right. Exactly. If they deserve it. Like, right. So in the wake of this murder, a gay man named Brian Pacheo wrote in The Advocate, quote, when was the last time you remember hearing about domestic violence among LGBT people? I am willing to bet you'll struggle to remember. As a gay man, I often feel that the only time we ever talk about domestic violence as a community is when there is a murder in the news. Just this weekend, Broadway dancer Marcus Bellamy was arrested on charges, excuse me, that he strangled his boyfriend Bernardo Almonte to death. Otherwise, we are radio silent on the issue because so many of us think it's, quote, a straight issue. And for so many years, we fought for equality and rights and specifically for the right to marry. The perception is that if we talk about domestic violence, it somehow delegitimizes the battle. Furthermore, as a society, there is this misconception that abuse in a same sex relationship is just a fight. How many times have you heard? Yeah, they're dating, but they're gay. It's just two guys fighting. Let them fight it out. Mm -hmm. But abuse is different than a fight. Domestic violence is one person trying to exert power and control over another. It's dangerous and it often escalates over time. Domestic violence in the LGBT community exists at high rates and deserves our attention, end quote. So I just want to end my case by saying, like, we have to believe victims while I don't know what the history of violence between this couple was. That doesn't delegitimize that this was an intimate partner violence situation and we need to recognize it as such and like super tragic on all accounts. And there, you know, 
the victimization, I do feel like considering the substance use disorder and the underlying mental health issues is also like so complex and broad across the board in this particular case. It's just like very complicated and just all around really fucking sad. Yeah, I think we know, like you said, we know that this is an act of intimate partner violence. What we don't mm-hmm. know is whether or not there was a pattern of abuse. No, I have no idea. I tried or to find if it out was if a there was a history due to completely Two other days factors. Of smoking crystal meth, right? Then you know a typical pattern of abuse, which is actually mm-hmm. highly logical and rational, right? And probably its own fucking type of illness. I would mm-hmm. argue, but and like Kenyon said, all this this type of abuse is underreported so like Mm -hmm. how would we even know if there was a pattern there well exactly i mean that's that's part of it so that was another reason why it was like worth mentioning this this response to this case and just a reminder that if you are finding yourself in a situation where you need help the national domestic violence hotline serves all communities and is trained to be culturally competent and understand the additional barriers and nuances of the lgbtqia plus community you can contact them at thehotline.org, which, ha- like a lot of these other websites, has a great exit feature to like quickly get you off the site. Um, it has an option for contacting in a way that can be easily erased or kept from your browser history. They've thought of everything. They also have a 24-hour helpline at 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 1-800-799-7233. And as always, we have a lot of resources listed on our website, which is like kind of an inconspicuous way to kind of peruse your options because if somebody does mm-hmm. pop up over your shoulder that you don't want to know, it's like, oh, I was looking at my f- favorite podcast website. I was just clicking through their tabs, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it doesn't immediately stand out that maybe you're trying to seek out resources. So just wanted to mention that. Mm-hmm. For anyone who may be listening who's in a precarious situation and needs some assistance, like, there are there are organizations and people who care and want to help you. Yeah, and also, right. like, If drug use is a contributing factor in your situation, like no guilt, no shame. These organizations Mm -hmm. have seen it all. They're not going to like report you to the cops. No. Because of drugs. And if drug use is a factor in your your situation or substance use disorder and you are not using and your partner is, like you aren't abandoning or, Mm -hmm. you know, doing them a disservice or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, ruining their recovery, et cetera, by... By prioritizing your safety, right? Is narking that's a verb? Equally important. It is Can now. Narc be a verb. I think I've heard narking. I'm not narking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have options, and we're here for you. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. That was a really tough episode, but this episode is shockingly sad. Yeah. I was expecting. I don't know why I wasn't expecting this though, because anyone who's going to confess to a murder of it. But I did originally see a case that I just couldn't find enough info mm-hmm. on. I wanted to cover it, but it was like. Someone basically evading taxes and then bragging about it on the internet, but it was yeah. so brief that it wasn't like <laughs> w- worth covering. But those are not the cases that you put on. Oh, podcast. was it the was it like the sheriff's department that posted something and then like the 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 perpetrator like commented on yeah, it? No, I like, wish. that's a bad photo of me. Oh, I've covered yeah, that guy. I think like in a gag or something. No, this yeah. was like oh, a, yeah, a guy who was like a rapper and he like wrote a rap song about evading taxes while he's like spreading his money around. And everybody was like, um, <laughs> why are you posting this YouTube confession <laughs> as a song, which I appreciate like all over your social media? <laughs> tax evasion. No taxes. (laughs) All right. On that note, thank you to our fan picker, Miss Alexandria. And we will talk to you next week. 
See you yes, next we week. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers!